0: I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank & Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal, And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four.
1: Scam Squad.
0: Welcome, Vicki, to another episode of Scam Squad. Would you introduce our guest today? absolutely well we have back with us Doris
2: roof who is a senior fraud specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust so
1: welcome back Doris and um, what have you got for us today well thank you so much for inviting me again I love speaking on your show here Uh, one item that we've talked about in the past and it just seems to be keep on going on to repeat. It just seems that at this point in time, though, it's become much more uh, frequent and um, much more prevalent. And that happens to be the check fraud. And in our particular area, what has been happening um, quite a bit and this has been going on since March and particularly right around um, the April time period when taxes are due um, even though the tax date has been extended um, a lot of people still go ahead and observe the April 15th that they had gone ahead and observed a April 15th but what has been happening is we've seen a lot of fishing out of the United States Postal Service big blue bins, in particular the downtown locations and in front of the main post office and um, anywhere downtown area of Santa Barbara with the, the big blue bin. And what they have been doing is fishing for the mail, and they will go ahead and pull the mail out of the mailboxes, particularly the downtown one, because towards the end of the day, they do get quite full, and it's pretty easy to just actually just reach in to get the mail. Um, and with COVID going on right now, there are not a lot of people out on the streets. Oh, so right. they're yeah. not being observed as closely. So it's a lot, um, I would almost say, probably easier for them to go ahead mm-hmm. and um, go into the mail boxes. But what they are looking for are envelopes that are addressed to utility companies, To the United States um, tax or the state tax uh, because they just go directly to those envelopes because they're almost guaranteed there's going to be a check Mm enclosed and for payment and then they'll go ahead open those envelopes take out the checks they'll start what we call washing them where they'll go ahead and try to make it fade as far as the payees go and the payee amounts and they'll go ahead and put in the name that they want to use and, you know, alter the check amount. So, uh, for more, usually, because utility payments aren't as much, and then they'll just go ahead and make it for $1,500 or 2000 and then go ahead and cash them or mobile deposit them to another bank. Uh, but we've seen quite a few, and then we'll see those items. So... Our best advice is to review your statement as frequently as you possibly can. If it's daily, that would be best. Uh, But don't just look at your check number. You look at the check number. You look at the amount to make sure it is what you remember it being written for. And then um, if you're able to access that image, open it up and see who it's payable to, Mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. And then... Uh, immediately notify your bank if there's any kind of an alteration on that item so that it can be taken care of quickly and properly we we've
2: talked about this a couple of times and it really Mm -hmm. does bear repeating we've advised people to avoid those blue bins because like you say especially now with not many people on the streets, it's so much easier for crooks to get into those bins and they get so stuffed. You can just reach your hand in and, and pull the mail out, I would think. So we are advising people don't use the blue bins, go right into the post office. If you're gonna mail a check and if you don't have a locked mailbox at your address, go right into the bank, put your stamped mail on the counter in front of um, a live person so
1: would you agree with that 100% and uh, if possible and I do know sometimes it's a little difficult with COVID because you know you're being advised to stay you know you know inside or don't make a lot of contact but then see if you do have somebody that you trust that possibly can pick up your mail for you and take it to the, you know, location. Um, and like Vicki, you said, you want to, to the best of your ability, not drop it into one of the blue bins, yeah. the United States postal bins. Um, and if it feels full or you could see some envelopes, definitely just drive on by and try to go to the next one on at least maybe your odds may be a little less if if this is only if you have to use the big blue pen yeah um,
2: and i would really tell people don't unless you exactly. absolutely have to but you're right you know with this covid problem uh with the pandemic it's just an open field for crooks Mm -hmm. to take advantage in many, Mm -hmm. many different ways. Um, Are you aware of any other COVID-related
1: scams that are happening right now? Well, I do know that, um, you know, Which has always been going on, the Social Security scams, Um, you know, fraudsters are sending letters and emails telling Social Security recipients that their benefits have been frozen due to the um, pandemic you know, to call this number and a lot of times they'll try to prompt the person into giving personal information, like their mm-hmm. social security number, like their date of birth, mm-hmm. and possibly their bank account information. And I know we've talked about that before, but a lot of people get nervous when they say your social security has been frozen, especially if Absolutely. you depend on that. Yes. So but once again, a bank or a government office—I should say, any government office—will never, ever ask you for any type of personal information over the phone. And um, yes, they do send out a letter here and there, but they will, um, you know, never ask for any information, and generally not even send um, letters out to you. But no and, one and
2: should ever ask you for
1: personal information. No.
2: And if you have a question, if you really are very anxious about what they're telling you, hang up, call the Social Security Administration or call your bank. Call the agency that these people are pretending to be from and ask them, is there a problem with my account? Is there a problem with my social security? That's really the safest thing to do um, if you have a concern. But like you say, Doris, these agencies are never going to ask you for personal information over the phone. If they do, it's a scam.
1: And absolutely, and you hang up, and you're absolutely right, Vicky. You go online, or you go to a, a previous information from the Social Security. You look for that number. You call the number that you're um, from. When you're researching for the phone number to call, never call the number that they're leaving on the phone message or anything like that because they will never, you know, call you or anything. Yeah. And and some of the other COVID that we're seeing or we're at least letting people know about is um, calls perpetrating to be a doctor or a hospital and they're treating one of their relatives mm. for COVID. They're requesting payment for the treatment. So, once again, they're working on your fear, your urgency um, to take care of a matter for someone that's close to you. And yeah. so, yeah, do not, once again, hang up. You call that relative and um, and if you can't get in touch with that particular relative, you call another relative that's close right just see if they're aware of anything going on. Yeah, good advice so. very good advice so, okay. so I
2: have a new a situation. New COVID- scam that is kind of hot off the presses that's very alarming and this is a fraudulent notice purportedly from California Department of Social Services and I have to tell you that the communication looks very very real the logo looks absolutely like Department of Social Services logo. And what it says is that if you are receiving any kind of state assistance benefits, uh, things like Cash Aid, CalFresh, MediCal, that you have to be tested. Testing is mandatory for all members of your household receiving assistance, is what this notice says. And it even gives you a, a number to call to set up the test and it tells you the testing is free, tells you the dates the tests are going to be performed. And this is the scary part. It says a failure to obtain a test result by June 1st, 2020 will, will result in the temporary suspension of your benefits and if you test positive for, for COVID 19, then it's possible that your children could be taken away and placed in temporary oh my gosh. foster care. Mm hmm. Until you've been determined to be recovered. And again, this is a very well written notice. It looks quite official. So it's important for us to get the word out about this that this is absolutely fake. DSS is not requiring any testing, they are not going to cut off your benefits if you don't get. Guess- Get tested and they are certainly not going to take your children away so if you know of anybody that's getting these kinds of benefits that might get this notice uh, please spread the word this is a complete
0: fraud so I have a yeah. question on this one since they're telling people it's free to be tested where does the money come in where are they trying to get the person's money that is a good uh,
2: question the last line of the letter says here, please feel free to contact your caseworker, And then of course it gives a name and number with any questions you have regarding this notice. I suspect if you call this number, there will be some kind of a fee uh, that you will be required to pay in order to get testing, even though it says the testing is free. Yeah. There is a way that they are going to get money out of this. It's I'm absolutely, sure. yeah, it's absolutely for sure. So I haven't called these numbers. I don't know what they would say, mm-hmm.
0: but um, yeah, there's a way they're gonna get money. Before we uh, leave today, I wanted to ask you something, Vicki, about the check scam and the check fraud. Doris was talking about because there's check numbers involved, and if you took a check that wasn't rightfully yours and you put it in your own account, wouldn't that be
1: traceable so that the crooks could get caught, or is it still hard to do? We have been working with um, our local police department, and I do know when we have these check fraud cases, we urge our customers to put in an online police report, because what will happen is, and I can assure you, our police department definitely does research that, and it does go beyond our city limits. And what will happen, um, a lot of times the, the, the fraudsters will go ahead and open up fraudulent accounts uh, with fraudulent IDs, even though banks will go out and try to research as best as they can for valid social security numbers and ID, uh, somehow they still seem to get around some of that. They'll go ahead and deposit these fraudulent checks via mobile deposits. If they, you know, aren't immediately caught, they, a bank will c- become suspicious and they will go ahead and report some of it and when we send our checks back to that what we call bank of first deposit mm-hmm. we're hoping that that wherever the fraudster the scammers are putting their money that the money will still be there um, so that we can collect on that um, But they, it's the money is constantly moving so they're you know, putting it, and I have to say that most of it is pretty organized, and wow. I'd say a lot of it is more or less like gang-related, um, mm-hmm. organized, and mm-hmm. they generally go up and down the coast, because that's where more of the money is, because it's more expensive to live on the coast. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yes, they do trace that money, and yes, they do catch people, so that's why we strongly urge anyone, if they uh, do see that they've had uh, their checks either stolen or washed and t- altered, to report and report it to the police department because they do start trying to connect the dots. Mm-hmm.
2: That's I great. And mm-hmm. I, I would think, too, with oh, all of this online banking and mm-hmm. everything done by machines, it's not like you go into a bank and, and hand a check for deposit to a teller, and so you've got eyes on, human eyes looking at the check and saying, hmm, this looks
1: right. kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. Am or I wrong built. about that or right about that? Or? Well, pretty much you are right because, you know, banks have cameras, and mm-hmm. if um, usually when you make a deposit, that's date and time stamped, stamped when you're in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times, police can then get film, you know, they can go ahead and give a warrant out, a, um, a subpoena to get the film, and they can get that. But if you're doing a mobile deposit, you're just using your phone and taking a picture of that check right. and putting right. it into an account. There's yeah. no film attached. Um, it's, you can still trace the item, but you you have to try to find who's behind that item. You know.
2: And if you're su- if you're submitting a washed check mm-hmm. and you're doing it with your phone, you're not handing it to a live person who's looking at the washed check and going, wait a minute, this mm-hmm. looks suspicious. Mm-hmm. And so it might give the crooks a little bit extra, a little bit of lead time to mm-hmm. process the money off of
1: that check. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yes, you're right, because that check now has to go through the process process into the system and and then um, caught like the next day or so, where if you're in in uh, a branch location, like you said, somebody is looking at that and they become suspicious and they'll say, oh, excuse me one moment, let me call the maker of the check to validate right. this, yes. where no, now they have that extra time, like you said, Vicki, to yeah. uh, deposit more and yep. take money out and... More complicated, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, are we ready for some good news? I'm <laughs> so ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just a cute story. Um, and it is good news and it it comes from um, Nottinghamshire, England. And it's, um, it's about a supermarket manager, and this is a 47-year-old woman who was working in one of the supermarkets in um, in Nottinghamshire, and she became concerned when she noticed a woman buying a large quantity of vouchers. And she reported her concerns to the Nottinghamshire police. And so this woman was working at Tesco. She'd been there for 18 years, and she said, I thought it was very strange that someone would be buying such a large large amount of vouchers, especially when there isn't much to spend them on at the minute. And when she asked the lady who they were for... She suspected it was a scam, but she was insistent that they were genuinely for someone. And what she said was, they were for someone in the U.S. Army who needed the money for a flight home. So this 47-year-old manager of this store knew that wasn't right because she said, I am ex-forces myself. And the military would never make someone pay for a flight home. yeah, she said, we are trained to spot scams, especially in vulnerable people who come into our stores. And after she left, she thought that she needed to report it to the police, which she did. She took the cu- customer's name and number, reported the transaction to the police, and they would went out and investigated and stopped that check from going through. And um, apparently this woman was a victim of a romance scam and the fraudsters had tricked her into purchasing thousands of pounds worth of vouchers so if it wasn't for this wonderful woman uh, the scam would have continued and I just thought that was a very sweet story coming from England it's a very happy
0: ending yes yeah it's so easy to think oh it's none of my business but she really saved somebody from losing a lot of money so that's wonderful she did Mm -hmm. yep Yes, yeah. kudos to her. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Doris, and thanks to everyone at Montecito Bank and Trust. We really appreciate all the
1: news that you provide to us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Be well, be safe, and be aware. All right. Good advice. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much. And
0: if someone wants to call you and they are worried about a potential scam for themselves or someone they care about, how would they get a hold of you? I am at area code 805.
2: Five six eight two four four two. 568
0: 2442 That's 805-568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki. We really appreciate you and look forward to talking again next week. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.